Hi everyone, this is Designing Dreams, hosted by the Architecture and Design Office Vienna Architect. My name is Amin Kuni, and this week our guest is Tanya Uziela. Tanya is a passionate and adventurous friend from school who finds inspiration in travel, art, and her personal experiences. She values her network of close friends who provide both support and accountability in her life and career. Her role as a parent motivates her the most to be a positive example and take on new challenges. She's a vibrant and adaptable and resilient personality that makes her open to exploring new aspects of life and work. And in this case, our common passion for architecture and design and particularly in interior design. So... What you can expect in this episode is a great discussion about Tanya's perspective on the work ethic, her passion for interior design, and her journey to realizing her dream of setting up a design studio, the impact of school experiences and teachers on uh, Tanya's self-perception and career choices, but also the role of curiosity in her life. We... We'll also touch on the role of art, about the significance of it in interior design. Uh, Tanya will share her experience of uh, choosing art pieces uh, that evoke particular feelings and vibes and how to put that in the right place <laughs> in the space. Uh, she's also great at giving advice for aspiring interior designers and uh, young professionals. She offers advice to those uh, pursuing a career in interior design. Uh, she will definitely encourage you to take that leap of faith, you know, follow your passion and build a supportive network to make sure you achieve your goal. I actually get goosebumps remembering that part. Uh, it was very touching. Uh, and we also tried a new segment called Side Dish. It's just about quick questions that provide insights into her preferences. From her ideal workspace to her food choices. Oh, it'll be fun. So, I hope you enjoy this one. Let's jump right in. You get in and then you work off your ass and then you know, you get to a new position and a new position and a new position. That's how I see it. But I feel like this new generation, they're like, you know, I heard about so many job interviews, like, ah, but that's too much work. I just want to work part-time because I need time for myself or I need time for my boyfriend or I need time for my sports and my Pilates and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I would never say that in a job interview. But also I'm on the other side. I'm like, I work too much. You know, like I work my ass off and you don't find people who work their asses off anymore like that, especially if it's not for their own company. So actually, maybe the new generation is right. Maybe it's all about finding balance and not just about making the money. Maybe they are like, I don't need to make a big amount of money. I would rather work and have time for myself. Maybe it's the new thing, you know? And it's quite stressful too. And it's very stressful. If you want to be good at something, you'll have to face some mm -hmm. challenges and Absolutely. adversity somehow. 
So the real question, are you ready to set up your own design studio now? I wish. So for everyone listening, this is Tanya Uziela. It's a, can I say an old friend? Very old friend. We know each other from school. We went to the same school. A hundred meters away yeah. from here. We met a couple of weeks ago and I asked Tanya if she was open to talk about her dream, which is maybe setting up your own interior design studio. You just showed me your apartment. It's beautiful. You have a lot of care for details and everything matches. It's beautiful to see that. You have like the, the usual, how can I say, maybe problems like that missing lamp in the yeah. kitchen. Every designer or architect has a lamp missing somewhere. So yes. you, you see some cable, which is actually very dangerous right? <laughs> in the kitchen with a baby. <laughs> You're a mom, right, by the way. And that's my introduction, but I'd love to hand over to you. Sure. So yeah, we've known each other for quite a while. I have always had my passion for interior design. The thing is, my parents were very classic, like after school, you need to either study economics, law, or become a doctor, kind of. Where are you from? Polish but born and raised in Vienna, so my passport says Austrian. Although I neither feel very Austrian, nor do I feel super Polish, so I think it's kind of a mix. And then especially if we went to the international school, we, you know, we grew up with so many different cultures, and I think that's really a very cool asset to have. And yeah, so I always kind of had my passion and love to change my apartments and moved uh, quite a, a couple of times with my ex um, as well. And I love setting up everything and I love design. It's like the mirror of your soul. And then you also change as a person. So I believe that's why also apartments change with some time. I remember like my first apartment was like all white and I had some pinkish here and there and some flowers. It was a very tiny apartment. I mean, very tiny. It was like 42 square meters. It was in an old building as well in the third district. And it was very cute because I had a living room with the kitchen as I have here in a small bedroom with an ensuite bathroom. But then I wanted to keep it all white to make it kind of look bigger, you know? But yeah. Which is like a cool some... trick. Yeah, right? And that's what I try to do here as well. So here, I really try to get like, I don't know, maybe I would define it like Japandi, you know, kind of with the, between like the Scandinavian warmth of countries who don't have that much light because I don't have super, super, I mean, the sun shines. It's facing south. It's facing south, but because you have the big buildings in front, mostly in summer, you do have like the sunshine here, which is great in summer because it doesn't get super warm. But then in winter, of course, you need to play it a little bit with it. So I really wanted that kind of cozy feeling, but also like a little bit of minimalist. I'm trying to keep it decluttered as much as you can with the kids. Um, How old is your child? Three and a half. Yeah. Makes a lot of mess. Right. My bedroom and the living room and the kitchen, I try to keep it, you know, as decluttered as possible. And then his room can be messy, of course. But because I also work here away from home, you know, I need to have like a clean space to have a clean mind. It feels very zen. Yeah. I would also describe it as northern classic. Yeah. Like what you did with this wall. Yeah. Adding this... How do you call that? How do you call that, right? Moldings. Moldings. I think it's called moldings. Mm -hmm. So you have frames and this reminds me of a very high skirting. You have a really good taste when it comes to proportion. I have to say that. Thank you. Um, 
I feel very good here. And you also talked about the handles of the kitchen yes. fronts that you changed to match the color of the chandelier, yeah. which is in, in a vintage brass over a, a cream white kitchen yeah. and with that black stone as a working area. I'm delighted. I, my eyes look around and I'm just <laughs> happy. You have very nice curtains. That's really Nordic. Um, yeah. Do you know Bolia? Yes. That's very Bolia. I feel really? Very, yeah. I feel like you yeah. have a beautiful, I suppose it's not real marble. But it is have, not. But you have a beautiful block of beige gray stone yeah. with nice white veins as a, as a sofa table. Yeah. On a, on a flushy carpet. And it's, it's a miracle you keep it so clean with a child. Uh-huh. It's because you don't see. Yeah, because you're always behind him cleaning. Yeah. So, and then, I, you know, I really wanted to have, I definitely wanted to have light colors because I think it makes the living room seem a bit bigger, although it's not a small living room, of course, but, you know, I wanted to kind of have that coziness, a little bit of minimalism, you know, clean cuts with the marble table. But then I had this dark TV sideboard from my old apartment. And in the beginning, I was not sure it's going to fit, but it's perfect because it, it is, is that dark wood, which gives you it's like, it's, it's a central point of that room. Yeah. I think it fits perfectly. And I totally fell in love with this table because it looks like raw wood. Um, it's, it, it has all of those different shades of raw and it, it looks like it's kind of like the legs are made out of a pallet, quickly been assembled, like kind of do it yourself um, vibe. But with the warmth and the, the But it's real lighter, wood, it's not veneer. It is, it is. You can see on the on the lines yeah. on the side. It is, and it's pretty heavy. Is this done Love by your him. carpenter? No. He did the wardrobe, he did the playroom. So I wanted to have like in, in my child's room I wanted to have kind of a between a playroom but also you know toddlers love to build out things so now he has like a kind of a fortress i wanted to have a slide so he can slide in his room and then he has the thing to bounce as well and the carpenter is great he's he started doing kitchens in poland and that's how i met him he did my mom's kitchen and then he started working all over europe because they're really great like the product he comes to your place you know, you explain to him what you need. What I want to do now, for example, is actually widen the kitchen to go all the way up because I need the space. So now he's looking to find exactly that beige kind of egg white tone, eggshell tone of, of the front of the kitchen. And, you know, he comes here, we discuss stuff, I tell him what I want, he takes the measures exactly, although everything fits perfectly, but I'm more of a, let me see if that works if I, you know, put it here. It's going to be more or less centered, I'm kind of that. <laughs> so that's why I, I always had the idea that I couldn't go into actually designing people's apartments because I have ideas and I think it's really important to get to know the person, to understand what they like and how what you do for them can fit their lives, you know, to make it comfortable, but also to, I mean, they need to live there, right? So of course, you know, a design piece here and there, but it needs to also have a coziness to it. So I think it's really important to get to know someone to understand what's going to fit their lifestyle. Obviously, a bachelor pad is going to look totally different from an apartment of, I don't know, a single mother as I am here. 
but yeah, so getting to know people, the empathy, the communication, the ideas of, you know, bringing stone with woods, etc., etc. I come with the ideas and then I need Taking someone. Taking measurements and exactly. being, like having a plan, someone's yeah. going to build and then it, it doesn't fit and yeah. who takes care of that. Are exactly. you afraid of that? That's exactly why I didn't move forward. Also, I've been told I needed to study architecture back then, like 15 <laughs> years ago. 15 years ago when I said I want to do like interior design, everyone said, oh, you need to study architecture first because you need to know how to take the exact measurements and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, that sounds complicated because architecture to me sounds like math and logic. It sounds like you're afraid of all that technical part. Right? That's something I've always been told I'm bad at, at school. And I'm more like good on the communication design part. So I believe, you know, if I find a perfect match of the architect with, you know, bringing my ideas in, that will be cool. And my absolute dream would be like buying an old finca like in Mallorca and then redo everything, you know, make something really cool out of that. That's like my absolute dream. Yeah. So kind of working towards it right now, I'm mostly going to my friends and they're like, oh, I want to change something here and there. Do you have some ideas? So I'm trying to help out friends, but maybe from a hobby, it can actually someday become something more where I could actually earn my life with, with something I, I, I absolutely love, right? I think yeah. you're on the best path to achieve that. Um, I, I do this show uh, because I'm on that path myself. And it's incredibly challenging, I believe, to set up your own studio. Some people seem to have done it in the past, of yeah. course, and very easily. But I also see some difficulties. Mm. And you have your own. And what I wanted to achieve is talk to as many people as possible and get a feeling for all the different challenges that different people have. So that when we talk about it, they kind of dissipate and, mm -hmm. and then just seem to be like one aspect of that business that mm. because it's a business it's not just a hobby my hope was to realize that well if you can find someone that compliments you on that yeah um shortcoming then then you're good to go yeah of course the ideal would be to cover as much as possible yeah um, but i i love the idea of partnerships and yeah. working with people yeah. um, and of course my experience first I studied architecture and I went into that field and I realized that interior design especially, I mean, architecture buildings, yeah. is a, you, you can't do it alone. And interior design, it's just the same. I still don't understand why people differentiate so much architecture from interior design because yeah. it's the same challenges. Yeah. It's the same set of uh, difficulties. You have measurements to take in both areas and you have to be way more exact when I mean, depending on your yeah. expectations or the expectation of your clients in that case. But you have to be in both mm. cases. And you have liability and responsibility. Yeah. And, and you you want to be prepared as good as possible mm. to avoid these kind of uh, fails. Yeah. So listening to you, it's it's nice. And it's I, I hope some listeners and me too, I hope we can all get uh, a sense for... What is it that you can do best? Yeah. And maybe uh, throughout the show and the, the various guests, you, Tanya, can find out, well, I think it's not that difficult to take measurements. Yeah. And you don't even have to take it 
yourself. Yeah. Like you can focus on an aspect of the job and uh, do that very good. You, you would still need someone else to take the measurements. Yeah. You, can, you can cover the aspect of uh, talking to clients and managing their expectations, which is way yeah. harder for yeah. other people. And you can leave the technical drawings and the measurements and then the fitting and to somebody else. I have chosen to have many different guests on the Mm -hmm. show from school kids, students, young interns, and in your case, young professionals or Mm -hmm. to be professionals, just as much as I hope to talk to experienced architects and interior designers and how they made it or where they're standing now. But let me go back to your past because I think that gives a a good idea of who you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, You talked about people telling you you're not good at this or that. Yeah. That sounds like something you would hear in school. Do you have Do you have a memory of your at least your favorite teacher in school? Yes, Monsieur Bouli. And it's so funny because he remembers me. You know, they do like those kind of things still. And like a lot of our old teachers. And I believe that a couple of friends of mine that was like this summer went to one of one of their gatherings with like teachers and they had like theater and I don't know what. And there was Monsieur Boudi as well because he was going to retire and it was like his retirement party. And my friend Sarah, she, she met him and she talked about me and he was like, oh, I remember her so well because she gave me a little, I don't remember if it was like um, something like, yeah, I think like it was a little trophy for like best teacher. And then he was like, I remember her so well, you know, every day I was smoking my cigarettes and using it as an ashtray. <laughs> I thought about her. I was like, well, okay. That was not the particular use. What but did he yeah. teach? He was, so I think it was like sixième, cinquième. So back then we had like general teachers and then we had something oh, for yeah. like specifically for math. That, that's age, what, 10, 11? Oh, something geez, like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe Around a bit. Maybe 10, a bit. 10 to yeah, 12. Yeah, I think 10 to 12, something like that. Yeah. And then I don't remember the name of the math teacher, but he, he was, he was very strict and it's funny because I've always been bad in math at school and then I went to study in Paris and I went to a business school like I, I got to an you know international école du commerce where you need to do all of the assessments etc to enter and I made it I made it and it's funny because back then I had a statistics teacher who was great and then another teacher from marketing and I don't remember math economics and that was really good And I was like, how come I was always so bad in math in school? Like literally, like during the baccalaureate, I had like five out of 20 points. So that's how bad I was. But uh, they just told me they had a, a, a different approach to teaching me. And I think it's all about that as well, like a different approach in general in life, you know. I was always like, I learned languages super quickly. I speak seven languages and it... I never thought it so impressive because I didn't learn them. Like it just came easily to me. So it didn't feel like a big achievement. But of course, throughout my career, and I've been working in events for many, many years. And then I met like some neurosurgeons and they're like, it's impressive. You speak so many languages and you easily switch from one another. And it's like your native language. 
your brain must be so interesting to watch, to open and to look at. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Hold <laughs> back. And I told her back then, like, yeah, probably one part of my brain works better than the other because I was always bad with like logic things, right? And math and things you need to learn by logic. And she told me, no, it's not that you were bad. It's that the, the approach of teaching you should have been different because the way you learn languages, that's a way you should have learned math. And then it would come to you as naturally as the rest. So I think that is a very interesting point. And I hope that when my son comes to school, I will have the possibility also, if he's not as good in something at school, to try like a different approach because maybe would I have tried, you know, learning math in a different way? Maybe I actually would be good and would not be afraid of taking measurements and, you know, screwing up something important there. So, yeah, but it's definitely a French uh, way of, of teaching, right? And I think most of them were pretty strict in school. What's the best advice you got from school teachers or... Oh, geez. I remember they always said, could have done better. <laughs> And you know, for years I thought, yeah, maybe I could have, and I just didn't do it throughout the year. I did it at the end of the year when we had exams. Maybe I was procrastinating too much. I think it's it's very interesting you right? uh, memorize just that. Yeah. It seems to be something that drives you forward a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, I was did... talking yesterday about it with a friend as well. This uh, could have done better or not enough mindset you grow up with, and that's some point and now like age you know 36 37 i'm trying to get rid of that because i'm like hey i'm actually good in some things and maybe that's why i never jumped and tried um interior design as a, as a full-time job because i was just afraid i'm not good enough but as you mentioned you don't need to be perfect in everything you need to have a team and i think it's all about collaborating with um, people who are best in whatever they do and then I think you're set up for success. Yeah. Do you, do you, can you still remember what you wanted to do as a child? Like, did you have a, a dream job? It was many things. It was, so one of my dream jobs, definitely, I think, which would reunite everything I like, was being a travel journalist or blogger, because it was kind of coming out, the blog thing back then being um, a travel journalist, traveling the world, seeing how people live, what they eat, and kind of, you know, making you who's sitting maybe in Vienna and who, do not, um, who does not have the possibility of traveling, make you dream and understand how other cultures live and so on. So that would have been like one of my biggest dreams really. Like it combines, you know, my love for traveling, my love for interior design and decoration and all of that. My love for food. I'm an absolute foodie. So that was like my absolute dream job. Definitely. Did that influence you? Yes. Is that an inspiration today somehow? Yeah. You showed me this painting that you got yeah. from Mallorca. Yeah, absolutely. I think travel is so important if you have the possibility and whether it's just leaving your hometown, you know, and just seeing what's out there. And that's something my dad always told me, I want to, you know, show you the world so you can decide where you want to live once, one day, and but also to make you understand 
how the world is outside of your bubble and you know it's not all rainbows and butterflies so my idea back then of traveling was obviously not like I want to stay in a five-star hotel or whatever. I really want to see the people who live in that place, you know? How do they live? What do they eat? What's their day-to-day -day life, etc. I was always very curious and I see that in my son and I hope he's never going to stop having this curiosity of I want to understand everything. How does it work? How do they do it? How does, I don't know. How do they live, etc. So Did, yeah. Would you say curiosity is a is a talent you were born with, or something that your upbringing nourished and developed? I think it's definitely something you are born with because I met a lot of people who do not think alike, you know, and they come from families where the parents had to travel, etc. And they're like, no, you know, like someone I met in Sudtirol and. And he said, you know, when I wake up and I don't see I'm surrounded by mountains, I get anxiety. I need to stay here. I need to be here to feel safe. And I'm not curious. I don't care. I'm good here, right? So I think it's definitely... So there are always these sedentary people and yeah. nomads. Yeah. You're more of a nomad? Absolutely. I think so. Yeah. How do you, how do you cope with that need? I Yeah. I try to travel as much as possible. I'm like, I have my moments where I like to stay at home and be cozy and you know like play with my son watch some series cook and all of that and mostly when like winter comes but then in winter and I guess it's something also my dad kind of triggered in me because we would always escape in winter and try to go to warm places so I have that now I love winter and skiing and and, and snow but for a week and then I'm kind of done and then I want to move I want to move. Like now, you know, next week is holiday, bank holiday. So I'm thinking like, oh, where can we escape just for a little while? I don't know if it's more of a... Um, Do you have planned? Um, I, yeah, we have. I, there's a couple of plans. One of them was going to Krakow to see family, but also my kids like sit there and see a little bit of like museums and culture and eat Polish food, which, which feels like home. But then also I wanted to go warm places but I don't think it's like the best time to travel right now. Mm. Yeah. Let me come back to something you talked about before, which is we talked a little bit about the mindset. And even before we started, we talked about younger generations mm -hmm. and, and, their, and their interpretation of work or how they like to work. I had this discussion with Francisca in one of the earliest episodes talking about skills versus mm. mindset. And binding that together with what you said about the the advice you got from school and your hope and your wish to build your own um, interior design uh, studio, do you believe now that it's just about the mindset or do you, are, are you still afraid about the missing skills or... Um, yeah, I think it's... Are it's, you confident now that you can start your own company? <laughs> I'm, I'm confident. I, 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 I would know who to contact to do it with me, you know? And I think that's, that's a mindset. Like if you have people um, who know can support you, it's easier to, to, to make that step. 
it's definitely about okay i'm gonna call my friend who's good with client acquisition i can call that friend who's a great architect and he knows exactly you know about the measurements and i believe if all the rest and all the rest you don't know and i believe if you it's great you know that a lot there are a lot of things you don't know it's like the measurements and and I think it's important to also, I mean, a little bit of self-criticism should be there, right? What's the harshest critique you ever got? Oh, wow. Did someone come into your beautiful apartment and say, no, I don't like this. This is horrible. No, no. Most. So it's funny because everyone who comes here sits down, mostly where you are sitting and looks around and says, I feel so good here. And I love that. I love that. So making your clients happy is uh, your, your highest goal? Absolutely. What if they want something you don't like? I mean, it's not about what I like, right? Because what I like doesn't fit in your apartment, for example, right? So I think it's really understanding what kind of person you have in front, what kind of lifestyle they're living. What do they need, right? I mean, a family will need, will have different needs in an apartment than a, a single person. That's um, great advice. Yeah, great advice. absolutely. And For I all the listeners that don't know that, that <laughs> think they, like I used to think that yeah. arch- when you're studying architecture, or I, I guess interior design, when you're studying, let's say when you're studying because you're young mm-hmm. and you're stupid, that's how I feel about how I was. <laughs> I started thinking at some point that Architects are the greatest human beings mm-hmm. in this on this planet and they are responsible for everything beautiful out mm-hmm. there and it just came out of their great brain and their amazing yeah. hands drawing and you, you kind of tend to forget uh, the whole production chain and I think I talked about it with Moritz is the clients are way more important in that process because you're just the enabler of of what their pockets can afford very often. You can guide them, of course. I mean, I think you are there to guide. Or if, you know, like I also, I love so many things, but my budget is only, you know, affording Zara home and maybe some West Wing piece, right? But I'd love to have desire pieces here and there and art, especially like I'm missing art in my apartment. Where would you look for art pieces oh so difficult i wouldn't know where to look for art pieces because you know of course you know there's this mainstream sites and i think they do have like some cool stuff and if you can't afford you can always get a poster instead of having real art but i wouldn't know i'll send you an address Mm -hmm. where you can go cool and i also put a link in the show notes for the listener i don't know how much you you can find online. I think they have a great library nice. online too now. Okay. Uh, and we got some uh, art pieces mm-hmm. there from real people, yeah. uh, real artists. I think we have two paintings from an, a Russian mm. uh, artist. We got a couple of years ago, very affordable. Yeah. But it's a it's a real thing, and you go. Yeah. It's a it's a shop in the backyard and cool. in 16th district behind nice. Otterkringer Brauerei. Okay. And it, it's, it's is it glass fabric? No. Okay, no, because no, it's that's not glass a, fabric. Okay. It's not glass fabric. And it was actually a surprise find. Yeah. We were we were like we were looking for an event at, yeah. at the Otakinga Brauerei. We kind of got lost. Yeah. I just entered in that nice. courtyard and we See, found. See, I tell art. you, art needs to find you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and it it found us because we, the guy was so nice showing us like trays and. Yeah. hundreds of 
original paintings of unknown artists, mm -hmm. but we had the time to like look at every single yeah. one of them and we're very, very pleased by the affordability. Yeah. And until you find something that really speaks to you, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll send you a... Yeah, it, it's nice. a lot of abstract art, it's mm -hmm. modern art. Cool. But I guess you find also like great collage yeah. and even like, I guess, sculptures they have nice. now. It's, it's nice and it's small and mm -hmm. it, rem it reminds me a lot of the, the studios, like the rooms we used to work at at yeah. the university where it was messy, slightly yeah. dirty, and yeah. stuff. it was very artsy. Yeah. We felt like artists there. Of course. And that's, that's a great tip I, I'd love to share. Yeah. Because the, I, I have friends that ask me like should i get this from ikea or should i get this from yeah. west wing you know what try yeah. something else you'll be you'll be pleased about yeah the original piece and the uniqueness of it absolutely absolutely but yeah do you have any like favorite painters in general that i see something that reminds me of a mix of matisse but also could be right do you do I uh, like? Do you choose by style or do you choose by artist or 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 not at all? Just Good go. question. I love going to museums. I I love um, I love going to like art shows. I like Basquiat. I you know you if know, you like Basquiat, you love that place. Good. Yeah. Good, because my sister-in-law, she's an artist, she's a painter, and I love going with her because sometimes, you know, you're in a museum, you're watching a painting, you're watching, I don't know, I'm thinking about Miho now, for example, and there's a dot and there's, you know, a red dot and I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't get it, am I supposed to get it? And then she says, yeah, but you don't know, he was an absolute revolutionary because back then it was only, you know, like kind of... Rembrandt feeling paintings and then he comes and he puts a red dot and that's like revolution in the art etc so I love going with her because there comes the story with it but I guess it's more about the feeling so this particular painting is my window I love looking at the sea I love I'm an absolute sea person and summer person and beach person so this to me was actually in a small small gallery on Mallorca and I was sitting in a co-working space because I had to work for my holidays and I was looking at this painting which was on the street and I looked at it all the time like oh it gives me so much peace looking at the water like looking at a real I mean it's you know little tiny boats and this idea of the feeling it generates in me that's why I went there and I'm like, I need to buy this painting. And I was like, how am I going to ship it? And they're like, oh, we can't ship it. It's complicated, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I tried doing everything to bring it home because it's not small. It's like one by one meter. But I think it's about the feeling the art generates in you, right? And obviously the story. Exactly. How you, the, exactly. How you found it. You love to tell the story. And this here is literally, and I, I had it in another place. I had it here first and I was like, it's not, it's not its place. It needs to be the window from where I'm working, washing the sea and giving me peace, you know, in my, in my stressful job. So that's why it's there. I need to put it on the wall. But yeah, I think it's about what calls you and the feeling. And same with your home, right? Same with interior design. You want your client to come and see what you've done for them and be like, oh, I feel at home. This is me, right? Do you believe the architect 
and or the interior designer works for the client or with the client? Oh, I think you need to work with the client. I think it absolutely needs to be a collaboration as everything in life, really. That's so when a... you get the best results, definitely. Have you had that with friends of yours yeah. asking you about... I was, it was very spontaneous. I was at my friend's place and she's an amazing, she's a goldsmith. She was Austria's youngest goldsmith and has an amazing place in the seventh district. And I was at her home just having a quick coffee. And then she was like, oh, I need to change stuff in my apartment. Like I need to move things. I've painted the walls. And I'm like, can I help you? And she said, yes, absolutely. You know, and I started going around she's like feel at home starting to move like uh, pillows here and there etc and i just i i love it and then she was like yeah i think it looks good thank you but those little things um when you see that whatever you had in mind works out for that other person as well and that you actually made them happy i think that's the feeling you want to have in the end you know that's the the end goal right do you take Pleasure in helping and, and educating and showing a better way of living? Yeah. Is that what, what drives yeah. you? I don't think that educating, it's more, what if we try this being here? Like, does it give you a better feeling, right? Does it give you, it's more about the vibes you're trying to create more than, oh, this is, I don't know, too small for this space and it should be on the other side. Like, it's more about creating a vibe. That, that's definitely one talent you have is to not be too in your face yeah the, <laughs> the way you describe it now is like yeah. holding hands and guiding yeah. slowly to a solution yeah or an option and making the person you're helping yeah almost feel like they come came up with like they traveled the path with you absolutely i think so because in the end you'll be happy and your client will be happy mm-hmm I think you you that's a that's a great skill you have. Yeah. Way more important than taking measurements. <laughs> yeah, I can still get someone. But see, that's something you But can what can learn. you recommend someone like a, a young student listening or or someone who's maybe afraid of that aspect of the yeah. job, you know? What can you recommend them how to I think it's really important that I, so I think in general in life if you have passion then everything kind of falls into place you really you're kind of you know now we're speaking a lot about manifestation and the law of attraction etc right but i think if you have passion for something then this is what your clients are going to see and your passion will drive you and then you will find ways i mean if i'm not good at something i'll get that person who's good at that to help me out right and then together we can create so I think it's really important to just, and you know, I'm not always like that. I mean, mindfully, I, I say it, I know it, but of course I also have my little, I'm afraid of that or that or whatever. But I think if you really take that step and try it out, I mean, you will be more upset if you never tried it than trying it and maybe failing and then retrying and learning because every time you fail you're actually learning from something you know you're learning something new and you're learning how to do better next time so i think it's about more just take the step jump jump in a cold water try it out and if you have passion for it then even a failure is not going to take you back 
Sounds like something I would tell myself every time I. Right. <laughs> See, we should write I'm that doubting. down somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should yeah. write it down somewhere and because we 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 might think it sometimes but we forget it in the moment mm. you know are you able to remind yourself of that when when I'm, you're doubting i'm trying so now my new thing is going to be to write that down in the evening like write something good etc something good something i've accomplished write it down in the evening so you can actually go to sleep with a good mindset with a positive thing and not with oh shoot on my to-do list there's like 10 things i totally forgot yeah. because that's what i mostly do right mm. 90 of the time well, but i'm really like, trying what would you say is the your greatest achievement in in your life so far Ooh, i think my kid it sounds cheesy but i think he's such a great human being i mean he's gonna turn four and he's so amazing in everything he is the reason also i'm trying to you know not be afraid of doing some things of taking that extra mile of jumping in the cold water because i want to show him that it is possible and i'm really trying every day to be a better person because there's someone watching me and someone who is growing up with hey that's one of my examples and i need to take it you know and i think that there's many things in life where i thought oh, i couldn't make it but then i tried and i actually did and i was like see why why are you not more proud of yourself and i tend to forget that but then there's this little human being in front of me who reminds me every day that i am capable of uh, of doing great things you know and especially i am teaching someone or it's not about teaching them it's more about being an example because you know you can say whatever you want to kids but it's what you actually do and show them that is going to kind of stay with them so i'm really trying to be a, a better person every day specifically um, your, your child is holding you accountable for every good and bad decision you make right yeah so you think right. kind of twice yeah you always think twice And you need to be very careful with what you say because they don't forget anything, you know? <laughs> Now, having a child is a beautiful thing. I guess that's that's not the first recommendation you would give to a young student. What, what, what would that? <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm reminded of my own time as a student where I didn't have something calling me yeah. puppy and and holding me accountable for decisions so that's a lot on yourself and absolutely studying architecture and interior design and working on the side that's that's hugely tiring yeah. what is really important is your network and having your friends around because they're also good friends it's not about having a lot of them it's about having those couple of friends who are going to hold you accountable but are also going to be the ones who hype you like i have a network of girlfriends who are hyping me in in, in so many decisions where i'm like ah, i'm doubting i don't know blah 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 if i say tomorrow i'm opening a design studio they'd be like hell yeah how can we help what can we do and i've met so many great people over the past years in my life um it's so important to have a good network because they're the ones again you know kind of bringing you up helping you but also holding you accountable if you you know you 
do things in a different way you don't keep promises you know so i think that's definitely something like having those couple of really good friends around you who can also help i mean of course it can be family etc in my case you know it's you don't always choose family but you can choose your friends who can become family and i think having some positive people around you that's something really important as well that's a great advice mm -hmm. thank you for that i hope i had heard that 15 years ago right. <laughs> right. i was very blessed and lucky with my now wife which was one of my best friends back then but i think you're this is a very precious tip you can give to young yeah. people especially those studying architecture i mean you i would say you're lucky you didn't go through that yeah uh, because i think that with such a positive mindset that you have it would have been a shame to destroy it yeah. <laughs> with architecture studies that are so demanding on your on yourself mm -hmm. you become very very demanding you're exposed to harsh criticism mm -hmm. a lot because that's the essence of the job yeah uh, obviously but you're giving a very very good advice having a network is always a very helpful thing yeah professionally but also personally for the introvert people going into architecture who like to take measurements yeah. and like to draw <laughs> and spend time in front of the computer drawing plans and yeah. coming up with their own ideas sorting them it's really really important to to vent out sometimes yeah. and also it's very helpful because as you just said like when when you need support you, it's good to have someone yeah. to give it to you so don't just spend too much time designing and looking into books and yeah. uh, architecture is still about people absolutely and interior design even more it's absolutely. closer to the senses and you have not not that you have to be but it's very helpful to be a people's person and i hope this is helpful to a lot of people to hear that from someone yeah. who who's doing it on a daily basis with a child and with friends and I think it's it's good to know that you st you know I'm just trying to list all the good things yeah. that you have right now <laughs> to open up your own design uh, studio. Yeah. I think that's very powerful what you just gave. So thank you for that. I want to move on to a segment that I call side dish. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of questions. It's more like this or that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll get to unlock something mm -hmm. in your answers. Uh, you've made some remarkable life choices so mm -hmm. far so <laughs> to me it sounds like you're a good decision maker you know otherwise you wouldn't have come so far <laughs> do, do you like making decisions actually are you no i don't think so I okay think I then, don't... then this is going to be fun yeah, great. <laughs> you, you like to talk so that's good yes but this is harder because it's simple questions okay hard choices to make good uh, for some people at least let the listeners find out even more about you i think it just helps if you want some support from mm -hmm. listeners to to work with you work for you work. yeah so without thinking too hard which one you choose right now right here let's dive into are you ready mm -hmm. okay so your favorite place to be productive buzzing city office or home office buzzing city office probably in that regard big open plan or small cubicle big open plan 
Yeah, yeah, big open plus. I <laughs> see there I'm already I'm thinking about too many things, but I'm 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 trying to give like spontaneous answers. Okay, modern or classic? Ooh, a mix. At home, me I mean home or me dressing or still a mix. <laughs> okay. Beach or mountain? Beach, absolutely. 100%. That was fast. Okay. Drama or comedy? Ooh. Hmm. I think my life has too much drama. I'll go with comedy. Okay. <laughs> that we should dive into that. <laughs> That's a whole episode. That's a whole uh, therapeutic your episode. Life, your life's drama. Jazz or classical? Jazz. You said you're a foodie, so mm -hmm. um, tea or coffee? Coffee. In tons and liters, like eight espressos a day. Veggies or fruits? Ooh, fruit. Now, a very difficult one. Mm -hmm. Ice cream or frozen yogurt? Frozen yogurt. Okay, and another <laughs> slightly easier one. Sushi or tacos? Ah, uh, sushi. Okay, so now you know what kind of person Tanya is. You can judge her. <laughs> you can invite me for sushi. <laughs> We're almost done. Uh, something that is more related to work. Mm -hmm. um, wood or concrete? Wow. It's difficult. It, it depends on the rest, you know. I'd go with wood because you can make it cold. But it's difficult to make concrete warm. Wow. wow that, that was almost <laughs> deep. <laughs> yeah. And just to finish off, uh, are you more a dancing person or a hiking person? I'm an absolute dancing person. I went hiking last week. I almost died. <laughs> I'm an absolute dancing person. Yes. Take me dancing, take me to sushi, don't take me hiking. I, I will do it because I know it's good for the health. You, you know? went hiking being sick, so that's... Yes, also. I mean, it's nice. It's kind of the accomplishment, but it's not fun. Dancing is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I should have a question like that. Fun or serious? Right? Yeah. I, I would, what would you choose? Oh, fun. Fun. I think I'm, I definitely have my serious moments and, you know, I'm working, I'm putting on my poker face and I, you know, I work in sales now. So it's a lot of, but I always like, I'm happy if I can make people laugh, really. So it's all about the fun and trying to be positive and trying to bring like positive vibes to everyone and everywhere. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I think we got to know you even better now. Uh, I want to go for the last segment into something I call let's get deep mm -hmm. from the most serious part of yourself. Yeah. Uh, what do you think architects should be doing in the future to make life better? Wow. Deep question. I think, you know, given the times we live in, it's so important to find a combination between beauty, but also building things for people who cannot afford so much right now. You know, I see like housing prices going skyrocketing and um, I, I think living has become so expensive. So I think um, 
a mix between build something beautiful for the eye but also build something quick and fast for a lot of people who need housing etc so i would say like a little bit of help work kind of and also keeping beauty and history alive i think it's a uh, it's complicated i think a little bit of both right a little bit of doing something for myself and and leaving a building behind that someone is going to look at sometime someday and say wow this was you know remember this kuni he did that isn't that amazing like he built that etc yeah i'm giving you an example right but then i don't know i i i would also think like now given the situation like hey i don't know let's go into places where there's war and try rebuilding and then how can we help you know and that like doing something for your heart and doing something for your kind of ego and like your legacy okay fair fair answer yeah <laughs> fair answer you're happy to yeah yeah would you like to change something no <laughs> what would you say what's the best gift you ever received love as cheesy as it sounds but i think when there is love in anything you do in work in life in friendship in a- any aspect of life then that's the biggest gift <laughs> okay that's that's a really nice answer i mean if if you're able if you're so filled with love that you're able to give something back that's amazing i have another one that's mm-hmm. i'd love to hear your answer to that if you had a crystal ball mm-hmm. that could tell you the truth about yourself oh wow mm-hmm. about your future or or anything else mm-hmm. what would you want this ball this crystal ball to tell you that's difficult i don't think i would want like specific answers like a date and a time where something will happen which i'm hoping for i think guys because then you're living in a different way like if you tell me in the next couple of years you're gonna be happy in your job and satisfied you're gonna have a loving husband three kids at home you're gonna have your thinker bought and are going to be renovating it hands-on with your hands etc i'll be happy to hear that i don't want something very specific i wouldn't want to hear like this time of the year next year blah 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 because i think that's going to stress you out and give you anxiety but just more like you're on the right path what you're wishing for is going to happen at some point you know more like horoscope wise right basically you can listen to this episode every time you need an answer <laughs> yeah. you'll be saying it to yourself right exactly yeah I think uh, that's that's what I I I would want to hear like more like you're on the right path on the everything's going to be fine. Exactly. Everything will be fine. The world will be a better place for our children. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I'm I'm not a very materialistic person as in oh you get your dream car next year and your dream house and whatever. No, it's more the your dreams are going to you're on the right path to make your dreams come true. To make your dreams come true, not it's going to fall from the sky but more like you're working towards it you know you're a hard worker so i am you you also want the results to be exactly what you produce yeah. right yeah and also as a as a designer you actually make stuff yeah right so something that helps us create more and better and so on throughout the millennia has been yeah. technology 
to be very specific, let's say artificial intelligence. Yes. What do you say? Is it like, do you believe in doom scenarios or is it more a blessing? Yeah. Difficult. Let's try to like reduce it to our common hobby or profession. Yeah. I think it can definitely help you work-wise, make or timing-wise. I think you can do things faster, but I think there needs to be the human touch. I don't believe artificial intelligence can take away the human touch in many aspects of life. Now, I don't know. I I'm 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 skeptical. I'm trying to use ChatGPT also like for work and you know try to send some emails faster, but I believe there needs to be humanity and the human touch and everything to oversee it. Absolutely. I'd love to show you how I use technology in general and AI. Mm-hmm. Maybe change your mind. Yeah. Or give you a more positive uh Yeah. It's all about, you know, the examples that we we share and I think you'll find something that you like. Mm -hmm. And also like how how it's made. You know, you talked about talking to people who come to your place, take measurements. Yeah. (laughs) What if AI could actually some form of AI could like, oh yeah, Yeah. that's No, no. no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I think definitely like it has some great aspects and it can make your work easier, but it will never be able to replace humans. Or well, definitely, I don't hope that it's going to. Definitely something. what you do best, like talking to people, convincing them yeah. or guiding them. That's yeah. something that is very human yeah. to human. Yeah, sure. I want to see that. We've been talking for a while. Thank you so much, Tanya. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. It was a big pleasure. And as you can see, I'm a talkative person. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that again. Absolutely. Um, To to see how far you've come in in setting up your studio. I'd love to be of some help. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to collaborate. Yeah. If I share with you some designs and... Or some some projects where I can get your input. Yeah. I, I, I will do Sounds that. Sounds great. Any recommendation for anyone you would love to hear on the show? Like, is there someone that you always wanted to ask about any aspect of design? Or we talked about the artists you love. Mm. Um, is there someone I should interview for you? Mm. So that you don't you don't have to. God. <laughs> the crystal ball. I would do a, the crystal ball. I would do a show with a crystal ball. Um, I wouldn't know, but there's a couple of women interior designers who are doing some cool things. But you know what I would think interesting as well? Um, like the whole construction work, you know, now like on my street, I see like companies rebuilding or building the new Dachgeschoss there and, and they sell you already some design ideas, but the actual people, um, on, on the construction side. Yeah. Maybe oh, that that's would a be great cool. idea. Yeah. Maybe that would be really cool. You know, yeah. the workers, Yeah. the site workers. Yeah. Okay. Anyone specific that you, the, the guy taking measurements. <laughs> 
I'm joking. No, but I'm joking. I think that that would be fun. Like if they. But um, to be honest, I never thought that this would be a. Uh, thank you for this recommendation. I never thought this this would interest anybody. Yeah. But I, uh, I. Or you know, like really, like the the carpenters, the mm-hmm. those kind of people. Like do they? Like all the trades. They, yeah. You'd like to know more about the trades. Yeah. Okay. Like do they? You know, do they actually? feel like they're making something with their hands, they're building something where, you know, one day a family is going to live, etc. I think that would be cool as well. I have a, I just have an idea who I could yeah. ask, my favorite carpenter. Mm-hmm. And, and I have an idea about other trades yeah. I, could, I could talk to and get you some insights. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, that's, that's eyes opening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you always, you know, you're... you're I guess you students are the... really interested in knowing how yeah. the trades work too. Not not just architects, where yeah. they probably have some experience already yeah. in offices. But also the ones making come true what you have designed, mm-hmm. actually, you know? Yeah. They're really building it hands-on. So I think that would be, that would be an idea. That's great. Th- thank you very much for that. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you very much. And uh, well, that's it, I guess... We'll keep you updated about the next episodes very soon and the next guests. I'm I'm lost in thinking now. <laughs> it's well, good. I made you think. Thank you very much, Tanya. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure. All right. That was it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you liked Tanya. I hope you got something very valuable from listening to her. I did definitely. Uh, I love the idea of talking to people working on sites, making our designs a reality. I never looked at it that way, so I'm looking forward to talking to uh, my favorite carpenter. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, just a quick plug if you want to make sure that you're always staying in the loop uh, with the latest info uh, check out viennaarchitect.com this is where i keep the news updated on a weekly basis Um, i also curate the coolest ai design uh, local trades that i work with that i find doing a great job and i also have a weekly newsletter where i share all that info it's a short one so you don't get overwhelmed and that's directly to your inbox if you sign up at uh, viennarchitect.com so thank you once again for tuning in into this episode i had a blast nerding out with tanya so many new perspectives and cool ideas shared and a lot of hope hopefully you learned something new Uh, if you did Please give this show your best rating. And if you haven't already, consider subscribing to the channel. It will just make sure that you get a notification for each episode that comes out. And more students and young architects get to discover the show. Uh, You can also share it with uh, your best friends. Or join our WhatsApp group if you'd like to get some insider news. I share with a very small group of listeners. We have a few spots vacant. So yeah, thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate you. 
I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.